Bitch. Is that better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Hey, bitches. Welcome back to another episode of Bitches Better. I'm your host, Raven, and it's a solo episode kind of day because I have a lot to say. <laughs> so let's just get right into it. Okay. So let's just start with a little bit of news. Uh, Hannah is leaving chat room. Let me read what she posted um, yesterday on her story. So it says, Hello, my loves. I will not be returning to host chat room this season. It was a dream to have the opportunity to be on the first all-female talk show on Bravo. And I'm so proud of the 42 episodes we filmed. Damn, I didn't realize it was 42. That's a lot. Um Okay, sorry. Uh, Because I'm not going back to Summer House, it didn't make sense for me to return, as this is now a chapter in my life that is coming to a close. I want to thank Bravo for believing in me and my co-hosts, Giselle and Portia. No mention of Kate, by the way, who like started this whole show and brought Hannah in. Um, My co-hosts, Giselle and Portia, for being so fucking amazing to work and collaborate with week to week. You guys inspire me more than you know, and I cannot wait to continue watching and cheering on as a fan. I'm traveling all over the country the next couple of months for my stand-up tour, so see me live at a city near you. Swipe up for tickets. (sighs) Okay, so also, she um, misspelled Giselle's name, and I... (laughs) It's really annoying. I just feel like everyone knows that there's a Z in there and not an S. Um, Anyway, whatever. She's leaving, I guess. Um, I'm just wondering, like, who who's going to take her place? Who's going to, like, be on this fucking show anymore? Because it, it was just the three of them for a while, but they started off with four. And I it feels like it should be four people. So it's rumored that Heavenly is going to be on there, which would be amazing. <laughs> and a lot of people also want Gigi from Shaw's on there, um, including Gigi. <laughs> she she clearly wants to do it. But you know what? I'd love to see that as well. Gigi and Heavenly, <laughs> they both have very strong opinions. So obviously, they would be great fits. However, I do think it would be better to have people who aren't on any of the shows anymore on there, you know, like former housewives and Bravo celebrities, because the discussions can be pretty biased when you have people on there that are also on the shows that are currently airing, which was absolutely the case with Hannah, Giselle and Portia. So I don't know. I have all these opinions, but I don't even watch the show. So it's like, (laughs) whatever. But that's what's going on with that. Okay. Now, the next thing is um, Sheree. So Miss Sheree has been posting these cryptic things, almost like how Nini, um, like what she was doing during her whole like lawsuit thing with Bravo. Like she keeps posting this shit. Nobody knows what she's talking about. Twice she's posted photos of her on the phone and the captions have been When the phone keeps ringing, at some point, you just got to answer. And the other one was, I heard that too. Hashtag chatter. Hashtag, oh, this is getting juicy. Now, listen, y'all know I can't stand riddles and shit like this. Okay. I'm like, girl, are you coming back to Atlanta or not? Like, (laughs) and honestly, like, I don't see why she wouldn't. Like, like I said last week, they're desperate for housewives. So I'm not sure why they wouldn't bring back the bone collector as a full-time housewife because allegedly um, that's her issue. She wants to be full-time and not like a friend of. 
Um, but I posted that on Instagram and there were some people saying, no, she's boring. And to that, I say, what show were you watching? <laughs> like, Sheree Whitfield is a lot of things, but boring is absolutely not one of them. Like, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Ugh. Okay. And the last bit of news is that little Miss Fallon, she was um, she was on some talk show and she was saying that she just cannot believe that Simon would ever go for Portia because he used to talk so much shit about her because Portia allegedly slept with Simon's cousin for the Rolls Royce that she has today. <laughs> God, is this true? Who knows? I mean, who knows? <laughs> I'm just wondering how long Fallon is going to be out here like talking about this shit like this, you know, because it's like, meanwhile, Portia, Simon and PJ are on the PJ taking all of the trips. <laughs> OK, they are unbothered. And it's just <laughs> it's fucking crazy. The whole thing is still so weird to me, though, like still. And I need answers on how Portia and Simon even got together in the first place. Like, I need to know that information. Oh, okay. Now, let's do a bad bitch whack bitch. So my bad bitch is going to be Sheena. Um, (laughs) So this hasn't even been confirmed or anything, but... It would appear that she is engaged. So I'm just going to go with that and say congratulations to her and Brock. And also that little baby Summer is adorable. So congratulations on that, too. (laughs) Now, my whack bitch is Michael Rappaport. I cannot stand that man. I keep seeing him everywhere, everywhere. He's on Wendy Williams the other week. He's always on Watch What Happens Live. I wanted to watch the episode on Sunday night with Giselle, but I saw his stupid face and had to turn it off. So then I get on Twitter and of course I see a clip of his dumb ass talking about Erica Jane. He said she's handled herself with as much class and grace as one can in this situation. LOL. Uh, (laughs) and he was like, how dare you fake fans turn your back on her after all that she's given us. (laughs) She's given us so much. She's innocent till proven guilty. Free Britney. Yes, but free Erica Jane. Michael Rappaport, you raggedy ass bitch. How dare you put Erica's name in the same sentence as Britney's? Shame on you. That is wildly disrespectful. Like, I can't even, (laughs) I can't even handle that. And then to be like, she's given us so much. What has she given us, Michael? (laughs) I'd love an itemized list of all of the things that Erica Jane has given us over the years. And looks don't count. I'll wait. Go ahead. I'll wait. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's it for that. Now, Before I get into the episodes, um, I just want to remind everyone that the very first Bitches Better Zoom happy hour is next week. It's going to be on Thursday, July 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you go to patreon.com slash bitches better and become a patron so you can join in the fun and get access to weekly bonus episodes. All right, let's talk about Potomac. So... (laughs) 
Karen, I want to talk about Karen for a minute. So Karen says that her issue with Giselle started when Giselle wished death on Ray. (laughs) And listen, I love Karen, but Giselle did not wish death on Ray. Okay. And I'd like to point out that the the fact that the conversation that Ray had with Giselle that made her wish death on him was really fucked up. He basically told Giselle, hey, all you got going on for you is your looks. So you need to hurry up and lock a man down before your looks fade. Like That is a fucked up thing to say to someone like even Giselle. And I'm surprised that that wasn't discussed more, to be honest. Like, Just another reason for me to dislike Ray. Um, but Giselle saying that Ray will be dead before her looks fade. It's not wishing death on him or anything close to it. So Karen, that is a reach. Now, I also want to talk about this whole Sing Sing thing. So at the nude interlude, Karen said a lot of shit to can I speak? Karen said a lot of shit to Giselle, right? She said that she had a hot box and that she was a broken whore from Hampton University (laughs) and a bunch of other things. But the thing that stuck out to everyone was the fact that Karen was like, yeah, you're a broken whore. And (laughs) that's why you went to Sing Sing. So everyone, including the viewers, were like, what the fuck is Sing Sing, Karen? Like, what are you talking about? And when Karen went to Ashley's house, Ashley straight up asked her, like, what the fuck is Sing Sing? What do you know? (laughs) And Karen very obviously lied to Ashley (laughs) and the viewers about this. She was like, oh, girl, I don't know. I actually had to look it up and I found out that it's a prison in New York. (laughs) I just said it because it sounded good. Didn't it sound good? (laughs) And Ashley was like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, but you could tell she was not buying it. But she's just like, whatever, I'll let this go for now. (laughs) But you know who wasn't going to let it go? The viewers. So apparently after Jamal was cheating on Giselle and just like fully humiliating her the first time around, she had a nervous breakdown and ended up checking herself into a mental facility because she was having such a hard time with all of it. So the internet thinks that Karen was referring to that whole situation, but said Sing Sing because she couldn't remember or she just didn't know the name of the place that Giselle actually went to. And it makes sense. Like, I totally believe it because Karen admits to Ray and Ashley that she took it too far. And she seemed to feel bad about it, but not bad enough to apologize to Giselle. But um, if that's what she was referring to, it really is very fucked up. And she does owe Giselle an apology. It's just a mess. Now, While we're on the subject of Giselle, I just want to talk about how her daughters are constantly dragging her and how much I enjoy it, (laughs) especially Grace. Like she is like the ringleader and you can just tell she loves giving Giselle shit. But Giselle's a good sport about it. Her relationship with her girls is actually really cute. And I would like to see more of them. I was just dying, though, when she was like, let me give you a little advice about dating. And they were like, uh, (laughs) Let me stop you right there, mom. You don't need to be giving us advice because you are terrible in relationships. You're not emotionally supportive. Your boyfriends are trash. So just stop. Let us give you some advice. (laughs) And like that whole story that Giselle told about the NBA player she was dating and how he blew out his knee and he was all upset about it. And she was just like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't have time to be dealing with all the highs and lows. And her girls were like, Bitch, that's what you do in a relationship. You are there for the highs and the lows because you love the person. What the fuck? 
Also, Grace was like, wait, are you telling me my dad could have been in the NBA, but you fucked it up? Like, <laughs> I died. I love those girls. <laughs> um, and while we're on the subject, I just want to talk about Giselle's West Wing. Um, you know, it's nice, but it's decorated in a tacky way because, I mean, it's Giselle. So, like, that's to be expected. But did y'all notice that her Versace comforter that she was talking about christening was too small for the bed? It's like she has a king bed, but she bought the queen size comforter and it doesn't cover the sides of the bed. It was very distracting and I felt like it was worth noting. Also, I don't think it'll be getting christened anytime soon. I'm so sorry, Giselle. Support for this episode of Bitches Better is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Ladies, listen up. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you and your man's jewels. And they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, so why not trust it for your man too? With this exclusive offer, you can give him the right tools for the job. For 20% off and free worldwide shipping, use the code BETTERBITCH at manscaped.com. Now let me tell you something. If I never heard the details of Ashley and Michael's sex life again, I'd be one happy camper. Why... Ashley feels like she needs to share the details of her and Michael's sex life with not only the viewers, but also her mother is beyond me. I'm very close with my mom, but this is something that I would never do. And I mean, never. She really sat there in front of her mom and said, God gave me more than one hole. So I just need to do what I have to do. Girl, And she also explained to us in great detail how she and Michael keep each other's sexual urges quenched. Like, guess what, babe? We do not care. We don't care because ew. And we don't care because even if you're doing all of that, I'm positive Michael is still cheating. I'm sorry, but I do. I don't care if he's answering your calls on the first ring. That's what he should be doing. He is your husband. (laughs) And you are very pregnant with his child. Like, stop praising these men for doing the bare minimum. I can't with that. And do y'all think we're ever going to see Michael in a group setting this season? (laughs) Karen said he was welcome in her home and he didn't even go to her party. And I guarantee you that is the only home he's welcome in. I think I think he's just scared to be around the group because he knows they're going to flame his ass. But like, (laughs) whatever, it's fine, I guess. I mean, I don't like miss him, but I wouldn't hate seeing him get flamed at some point this season. That's all I'm saying. Um, now the only thing that I have to say about Candace's acting is that she needs to stop calling Chris her husbander. It's stupid. Like, just call him your manager. We don't need little names like that for everything. It really only works with momager because it's close to the word manager and it has a nice ring to it. Stop making up all these other little shits. Like, stop it. It's not cute. Okay, now... Let's talk about this whole Mia and Wendy feud we've got going on right now. Um, You know, it seemingly came out of nowhere, but that's fine with me because I'm here for it. But Wendy was bothered by Mia before she even met her, but she was definitely coming for her at the nude interlude for no reason. So yeah, Mia probably lied about her age, but Wendy, she like took it personally for some reason and was just coming for me the entire night. Like it started with the age thing and then shading her about the plastic surgery, which I still think is so fucking weird. 
since we're at this party to celebrate your new body you just got by way of plastic surgery. <laughs> it's weird. And then at the end of the night, Mia exchanged phone numbers with Giselle and Robin, even though they had both just gotten into it with Karen, the person who brought her in. Now, did I think it was weird at first? Yes. Because if I was Karen, I wouldn't appreciate it. But after thinking about it, it's like, okay, yeah, they're all on this show together. This is their first time meeting. So yeah, she needs to get their numbers. But Wendy did not see it that way. (laughs) She was like, "Uh uh-uh, that bitch ain't loyal to Karen. Mm Mm-mm, no. Which leads me to another weird thing that Robin pointed out. She was like, did Wendy get a new personality along with her new boobs and butt? Because why is she defending Karen so much when Karen acted like she didn't even know Wendy last season and only had negative things to say about her? And I was like, that is an excellent point, Robin. (laughs) Like, are you jealous that Karen likes this new girl and she didn't like you when you were the new girl? It's it's almost as if Wendy was like, oh, a new girl? Mm -mm, I don't like that. I'm going to be mean to her and fight with her because (laughs) that's just a housewife's thing to do. Wrong. At least fight about something real. I mean, she just immediately was not here for Mia and it was weird. Like even if their spirits just simply didn't agree, she was still going really fucking hard. Um, And it just continues at Karen's love party. Wendy started it there, by the way by saying that Mia wasn't loyal and things just went downhill from there. It even got to a place of Mia waving her hand in Wendy's face and Wendy telling her to get it out of her face. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) literally having flashbacks to last season. And I'm sure that Candace was too. Like, (laughs) please, please don't do this shit again, (laughs) please. And you know, the love party was fun or whatever, but I did want to point out one thing about the newlywed game that they were playing. So when they got to the who's your husband most attracted to in the group question, am I tripping or did Wendy tell Eddie to put not applicable? I feel like I heard her tell him to put that. And then she was like, no, rewrite it because it looks like you wrote Mia. So that so I'm guessing he wrote N slash A. I don't know. I thought it was a bit strange. Um, and I d- I did think that it was a whack like answer that he was like not applicable. Like everyone else answered the question into just a game. Like, come on. Also, what they did was cheating. Not cool. Um, But Mia did say something that bugged me when she was going on about how she thinks Wendy is insecure, which we'll circle back to. But she said uh, Wendy and Wendy has Eddie programmed to be team Wendy all the time. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And what about it? Isn't that how it should be? I, I don't think she programmed him that way. I think that's just how he is because, you know, she is his wife and he loves her. <laughs> so, of course, he's going to be on her team at all times. That's how it should be. Ugh. Okay, now the insecure thing. I don't know if I think Wendy is insecure. On one hand, I think she just doesn't like Mia and she's not trying to at all. Like She's not trying to get to know her or anything. She's like, fuck that bitch. But on the other hand, she's coming across as jealous. Not necessarily like jealous of Mia's life or anything, but definitely jealous that Karen is giving Mia all these props that she didn't give to Wendy and, you know, she felt deserving of them. I don't know. I'm going to keep a close eye on that. (laughs) I'm going to keep a close eye on it. We'll see. Also, 
I do think that Mia was a stripper at the strip club when she met G and not a bartender like they are saying. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like they were lying. <laughs> That's the vibe I got from it. I don't know about y'all. But like, who cares? If you were a stripper, like, <laughs> cool. Nobody cares about that. Ugh. Okay, that's all I have for Potomac. Let's talk about New York for a minute. And I mean a minute. (laughs) I was both annoyed and unimpressed by New York this week. Sonia and Bershawn got into a fight and they didn't even show it. They showed it in the previews last week as if we were going to get to see it. But no, they chopped it up and showed it as a flashback. And that was bullshit. Okay, I was very annoyed by that. And it really put me in a mood for the rest of the episode. Also, Leah telling Bershawn that she's doing too much because she's new is hilarious. Hilarious. Girl, you did the same shit your first season, so I'm going to need you to shut up. Okay? And yeah, I don't even want to hear about this fight because they didn't even show the whole thing. Like, I don't want to see Leah calling everybody and telling them what went down. Like, you can fuck off with that. And, you know, Leah and Luann are blaming Ramona for bringing Brashawn in. Ramona is blaming Leah for inviting Brashawn on the trip. Like what? Everyone's blaming everybody for everything. And it's very annoying. Everyone played a part in this. So why don't we just stop it? Brashawn apologized for, you know, she was like, I was acting familiar with people that I was unfamiliar with. And I'm sorry for that. And Sonia, I'm sorry for hurting you. And it seems sincere. So I guess that's the end of that. Now, also, these bitches tried to stage a fucking intervention for Sonia. And it doesn't go over well because duh, I don't even know why they thought this was a good idea or something that would work. It wasn't even planned either. Like, who does an impromptu intervention? And right before a seance, okay? I mean, just an impromptu intervention at all. Like, I feel like that is something that needs to be planned out. You don't just do it. You don't just spring up and be like, uh, let's let's do an intervention. No. Sonia, you know, she did not receive it well. And she also said that she doesn't drink that much and that she doesn't even drink at home or when she goes on dates, which, girl, That's a lie. But okay. And then the seance is like, whatever. I'm not interested in that in real life or on TV. Like, go away from me with that, Apollo. I'm not interested. But it was nice to see Sonia open up about her dad being an alcoholic and not being there. And Ramona opening up about her brother. Um, It was heavy, but it was nice to learn that about them. It was very real. It's a nice change of pace for the show. Um, but that's literally all I have to say about it. Like I said, <laughs> it was going to be a minute. Now, Beverly Hills. Woo! So the girls are taking a trip to La Quinta. And everyone except for Erica and Crystal are staying at Kyle's beautiful ass house. I want to go and stay at Kyle's house. Like, fuck the hotel. <laughs> okay. So everyone's there. Oh, except for Garcelle. She's not there because she has to work, but she's coming the next day. So... Before Erica gets there, the girls are talking about the whole Erica Tom situation and the latest news that came out about it uh, was the frozen assets thing. And Crystal makes a good point. She's like, if we're only talking about $2 million, then why doesn't Tom just write a check and make it go away? Like the shit's not adding up. And I was like, hmm, good point. But I think that there's just so many other issues too. (laughs) That like writing the check wouldn't make everything go away. But 
I don't know. What do I know? So then Erica shows up and they're talking about everything. And Erica talks about how she noticed that Tom was, <laughs> she said, she said degrading. Um, <laughs> but I think she meant like disintegrating. Um, so she noticed that he was <laughs> like disintegrating in front of her and that he couldn't see or hear and that now his attorney is saying that he isn't well enough to know what's going on. And I remember when I first heard about this, I was like, mm. I don't know. There's a good chance it's true because he's pretty fucking old. It's just the timing was weird, right? But Erica is saying this has been going on for a while. So who knows? I can't tell because she just lies so much, dude. It's like, <laughs> what do you, what are we supposed to believe? So she says that she was this bimbo gold digging trophy wife. And now she's this financial mastermind with a finger on the pulse of everything. And it's like, girl, no one, first of all, no one ever called you a bimbo or a financial mastermind. Gold digger, yes. Trophy wife, absolutely. But no mention of bimbo. And no one is saying that you were a financial mastermind either. They're just saying you know more than you're saying you do. Like, <laughs> it's like Bethany says, you can't play stupid and smart at the same time. And that's exactly what she's trying to do. Cut it out, Erica. So... Erica has started revealing a lot more this season because of all the stuff that's going on with Tom, I guess. I don't know. But I I got to be honest with you. I'm not really believing it. <laughs> I'm not believing anything that she says. The one thing that I believe is how Tom was mean to her and stuff because, you know, he's a rich old man and that's to be expected though, right? But this story... <laughs> This story she told about Tom's car accident was wild. She told everyone that he only broke his ankle when when it first happened, allegedly. But now she's saying he actually broke his ankle, his shoulder, his clavicle. He was unconscious for 12 hours. He was thrown out of the car. He wasn't thrown out of the car. He drove off the cliff. He got out of the car and tumbled down the cliff. He called Erica. But she found him. He was with another woman. Girl, <laughs> this shit is not adding up. Like this, that whole story was crazy. I'm leaving out a lot of weird details because it's just, it was so wild. And it's like, also, why was this kept a secret? Like, why would it need to be? It's just a car accident. It's not a scandal. So why wouldn't you just tell the truth of what happened when it happened? I don't get it. Also, what was the point of bringing this story up right now or at all? Like it was unprompted and weird and it did nothing but confuse people and make her look like a liar. Like it, <laughs> I was literally watching with my jaw was on the floor. I was like, what? I just, I, I don't know. But she also brought up the fact that she found out that Tom was cheating and she went through his phone and found old texts and photos and she actually confronted him about it. And he was like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> and what about it? And I'm assuming that this is um, Justice Trisha A. Bigelow. Remember when she posted those screenshots of those old ass text messages between Tom and Trisha like months ago? <laughs> anyway. Kyle was like, okay, so you found out that he was cheating. Why didn't you leave him? And Erica was like, and go where? Where Where the fuck am I going? And I mean, it seems like that's just how it goes with these old rich guys or just rich guys, period. So, I mean, I'm not surprised they're acting shocked, but I don't, 
is not surprising to me. Like they throw all this money at you and, you know, they just do whatever the fuck they want. And that's just how it goes. But I don't know. That is it for this week, though, y'all. Um, I'll be back again next week. In the meantime, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mainly Bravo. Also at Bitches Better Podcast on Instagram. And go to patreon.com slash bitches better and become a patron. I'm covering Love Island and Love After Lockup. And the very first Zoom happy hours next week, Thursday, July 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you become a patron so you don't miss out on the fun, okay? Love you. Bye.